Hey everybody, welcome to LearnMonroe.com. I'm Jeremy Birmingham, this is Austin Ward. We are doing a live version of Talking Stuff, the Ohio State Recruiting Podcast here in beautiful... Did you know that it rains in Texas? Duncanville, Texas. Uh, apparently, we picked the wrong day to try and come see five-star defensive end Omari Abor here at Duncanville because it is a complete washout. Practice <laughs> has been canceled and the opportunity to spend some time watching... Um, a player that is uh, at the very top of the Ohio State recruiting big board in 2022 gets washed out with it. Uh, that does not mean that the first two days of our Texas tour have been a total waste. Austin, we got to see the country's number one player in Quinn Ewers at South Lake Carroll High School on Monday afternoon. And, you know, as the recruiting guy, uh, I have my <laughs> thoughts on Quinn, of course. Normally, you would be Spencer, but, you know, <laughs> this is a live version of Talking Stuff, and we're on the road. We're in the state where your family lives. So we're going to head south after this and see them. But what did you think of Quinn Ewers? I was um, blown away. Uh, I've actually, I don't go to a ton of recruiting camps with you, but I had seen him. I think you told me when it was, I was trying to remember, like going into his freshman year. And he was, you know, about yay high. The football didn't fit in his hand very well. But I remember, you know, Ryan Day being really impressed with him. And, you know, I'd kind of forgotten about that for a long time. It was just a, you know, eighth, ninth grader throwing the football. So this guy now, to go see him, you know, I've never watched a game film, haven't been to the camp circuit like you have. Watching him in a, it was this was a full contact, high intensity scrimmage for a very good program at, yeah. the, at one of the highest levels in Texas high school football. He was remarkable. Uh, I wrote about him at Letterman Row on Tuesday that, you know, everybody kept talking about the arm angles and that he did things like Patrick Mahomes. And I talked to his teammates and, or one of his teammates and his dad, and it's like, well, yeah, I mean, he can do things that are Mahomes-like. And then Quinn Ewers talked about working out at the same place that Patrick Mahomes does with similar people that where they work on the off-platform throws. Well, we saw one rolling to his right, you know, basically arm down, to, you know, hanging off of his waist and just a 35-yard corner route on a dime. And that's what I was like, I didn't know what I was watching beforehand. And then that's the one where it was like, holy smokes, this guy's doing something. Even in a scrimmage, yeah. that you just don't see many people are capable of doing. And that throw actually to me, I mean, I talked to him about that when he did the, the episode of Bermanology on Tuesday morning, was it wasn't even necessarily the the rolling right. It wasn't even the throwing it under his uh, waist, uh, basically submarine style. It was throwing it with anticipation to the corner of the end zone at a spot where a guy wasn't there yet. And that to me is what ultimately separates him from other quarterbacks in the class of 2022 and what makes him the top player in the country. And what makes the, these super, super high, almost unfair expectations of Trevor Lawrence, of Justin yeah. Fields, of Peyton Mannings, of all these guys, um, that's what makes people say it. Because he does things like that that you just are simply like, wow, I don't know that a high school quarterback, A, should try that throw, but then B, to complete it, and then C, just act like it was nothing. That to me is is the, the what makes him such a unique player and such a unique prospect because it's not just the the arm of talent. There's a lot of dudes in the country that have arm talent. It's the it's the confidence to throw that ball, and then when you do it, it's not you know in anyone's face. It's just oh hum, back to the huddle. <laughs> he, let's he do did, it again. Went right back to the huddle. Everybody else in that building, because uh, it was raining there too. By yeah. the way, they moved into their indoor facility. Uh, everybody else was going wild. Uh, you know, let people in to watch this the scrimmage. We were there. Offense and defense, both everybody going, you know, really crazy with what he did. And it's not, you know, we, we've had this conversation a number of times, Berm, with my perspective, like, has always been, 
wait to wait for that hype to come when they get on campus. That's when I really get concerned about them and who they are. Uh, obviously, if it's if they're committed and you know where it's going, you can start it a little bit earlier. But it's never fair in my mind, like you know, here in Duncanville, to talk about Chase Young with a recruit like this, or to talk about you know Patrick Mahomes, an NFL MVP and Super Bowl winner, or Trevor Lawrence or Justin Fields. Um, that's the situation that you're in when you're the number one recruit in the country. It's it's inevitable. Um, so I tr- I tried not to say that he was making Mahomes throws, but that's what he was doing. Uh, now he's still got a lot to go. He's got a full season uh, that he's got to go through there at South Lake Carroll. He's going to have to learn the playbook down the road. I mean, he's not on campus for Ohio State yet. That's way down the road. But um, I guess I would say I saw why yeah. you talk about it in the way that you do and why the talent evaluators have him as a five-star and the number one player in the country. It's funny because in real life, comparison is the thief of joy, right? But in recruiting, comparison is sort of the meat of of dinner. And you have to be able to see these things. And that's why, you know, we did get a chance here at Duncanville to talk to Gabe Samuels, who's the recruiting coordinator for the Panthers, a little bit about Omari Abor, who's making his official visit to Ohio State on the weekend of June 4th. Um, you know, again, practice is washed out. He's actually wouldn't have been practicing if they no. had it because he's recovering from some offseason. Two surgery. things that you can't predict, the Texas right. weather and the injury offseason for high school. Athletes. So he wouldn't have been practicing anyway. But unfortunately, we would have had a chance to, to, to chat him up. But, you know, he mentioned the, the relationship that Omar Abor has with the ghost of Chase Young almost <laughs> like, he, you know, he said that uh, a couple years ago when Chase was at Ohio State, uh, Omari would come to practice and try to work on Chase Young type moves um, against him in practice and that's the sort of stuff that he said Gabe Samuels again the recruiting coordinator here said that's what made him think if Ohio State ever offered they'd have a real shot at, at landing Omari Abor and they do have that shot now he is the you know a five-star defensive end top 20 player in the country six foot five 250 pounds he, he sort of fits the, the mold and that's why he was on the list last week with Spencer and I talking about, this is a must get for Ohio State in the class of 2022 because you have to continue this streak. You have to keep going out. And if Larry Johnson is what everyone says Larry Johnson is, a big part of that is making sure that you go out and win these recruiting battles with the kids who are choosing Ohio State simply because of Larry Johnson. Well, and one, one thing we learned um, without you know talking to him directly, but Coach Samuels was, all right, the process was, this was an Oklahoma fan, but then when Ohio State starts recruiting him, he's, He's doing research on Larry Johnson. Not everybody, when they're 17, 18 years old, knows Larry Johnson's history uh, the way that we might in Columbus. And and certainly once Larry Johnson starts recruiting you, then you learn and you're reading about, I mean, they already know who Chase Young is. They know he went to Ohio State. But most people, before they get recruited, don't know position coaches. That legacy doesn't really trickle down to much. You know, we're in the middle of Texas. There's no reason necessarily that he should know a position line coach, but he would know Joey Bosa. Nick Bosa, Chase Young, you know, Sam Hubbard. Michael Bennett was actually name-dropped as well, thinking back to the 2014 team. So they've clearly done their homework on Larry Johnson and the players that he's worked with and developed. Uh, obviously, people watching this show know that we could name 10 or 15 more guys who went yeah. to the NFL level. So I think it's it's significant that we take from that conversation, not directly with the player, but when there's that many conversations about who Larry Johnson is and what he's accomplished, that tells you that Ohio State is – uh, put themselves squarely in that race against Oklahoma. And I think the other part that's interesting as we stand here, Berm, is you've made made four stops and we've talked to three really uh, high-level recruits. You know, Jonte Cook at DeSoto down the road. He said he, he wanted to dress like Garrett Wilson. Yeah. Uh, we have a player here 
you know, that wanted to be wanted to be like Chase Young was copying his his moves. And then obviously Quinn Ewers that you, we can put in that Justin Fields category. Like Ohio State's impact here in Texas is really like you, you see the results, the yeah. players that they've signed, but the way that the next level is, you know, the next wave is talking about, you know, guys who are, are either just done at Ohio State or still there in Garrett Wilson's case is really pretty crazy. Yeah, and the same goes at Austin or at, at Denton Ryan High School. Uh, where I had a chance to speak with Austin Jordan, a four-star cornerback in the class of 2022 on Tuesday morning. He first person he really brought up was Jeff Okuda and is a guy that he watched. And then he said Ryan Watts, and, and that's another guy that he's gotten to know. Um, I'm going to cut here. We're going to go out and let you check out that interview with Austin Jordan, uh, a couple minutes uh, sit-down chat with him on Tuesday morning. And Austin, I'll be right back. Hey everybody, welcome back to LettermanRow.com. I am Jeremy Birmingham. This is Letterman Row, and we are still on the road, uh, still in Denton Ryan High School, the home of the Raiders and the home of four-star 2022 cornerback Austin Jordan, one of Ohio State's uh, offers in the class of 2022, and a, and a young uh, defensive back prospect that is set to take an official visit to Ohio State in June. Let's just start right there, Austin. What is it about that visit that has to happen. What are you looking for? What are you trying to see at Ohio State? I've been waiting to go there for a minute. It's been a dead period. Uh, I go there through the 11th or the 13th. I'm looking forward to see what the campus like. Now, is there an expectation? I mean, you're, you're here in, in Texas. Obviously, you've been to Oklahoma before. You've been to Texas before. Those are the other two schools in your final three. What does Ohio State need to show you to make you feel, I don't know, I guess comfortable enough to say, hey, I'm willing to, to go away 1,500, 2,000 miles for school? Uh, I really just want to see what the campus like, you know, how to see how the coaching staff is, you know what I'm saying? Uh, that's really what, you know, I want, good coaching staff, nice campus. Who do you talk to at Ohio State? Is it Melson, Matt Barnes? Is it Kerry Combs? Is it Ryan Day? I talked to uh, Ryan Day and Combs. I talked to Coach Dennis a little bit here and there. Corey Dennis, the quarterback's yeah. coach for Ohio State, recruits this area for the Buckeyes. What is it about Coach Combs that you find interesting or that you like? I mean, what is it? What, what's he like on the phone? For for people who've never heard him talk before, he's a, obviously a pretty energetic dude. Yeah, brings a lot of energy to the table. He has a pretty hype personality, and you know, that's why I like you know, always a pimp up. Is there, a, I mean, is that the way your coaches are here, or you prefer a coach that's more laid back? No, I like the up tempo, get me ready, you know, get me going. Because you are cool as a cucumber. You're yeah, kind of a, too, you know. But really, I like, you know what I'm saying, to be, yeah. Awesome. What is, so you've been to Oklahoma, as I said. You've been to Texas before. You've had the opportunity to travel to those places early in your recruitment. Oklahoma's on 90 minutes up the road. Yeah. Texas is, is three mile, or three hours away. You know, is there a part of you that thinks that maybe it's a safer bet to stay close to home, or is it? Are you someone who actually is interested in the idea of getting away from here? Yeah, I, I, I really been out of state, so you know, I want to, you know, fly. I want to do this. I want to be out of state. Really. Is there, you know, now you look at the Ohio State defensive back room in the class of 2022. The Buckeyes have four corner, uh, four defensive backs committed. They have uh, two cornerbacks. Three cornerbacks, I'm sorry, and, and Jair Brown, Jaheim Singletary, and uh, you know, Ryan Turner. They have a safety committed in Kai Stokes. The Buckeyes are looking for one more corner. Does that bother you already to look at the, the depth chart and, and see that, or are you just one of these dudes who say, hey, I'm, I'm going to go compete no matter yeah, it's what? all about competition at the end of the day. Is there a player that you've watched that you have have seen the way that he, he developed or the, that he came out of Ohio State that kind of caught your attention? Uh, I mean, yeah, of course, I watch Jeff Okuda a lot. I also watch um, Sean Wade. 
Oh uh, yeah, now I'm watching my boy Ryan. Ryan Watts from this area as well. So, yeah. I mean, what has he told you about Ohio State and what to expect at the next level? Uh, it's a great place to be in this home. Get you to the next level. What is it off the field that you're looking for in a college? What do, what do you need to get from a, a coaching staff? What do you need to get from a, a community that, that to makes you feel most comfortable? Uh, make you feel like home because I'm far away from home. So, you know, I want to be comfortable. Do you feel comfortable with Kerry Combs and Ryan Day just now? I mean, is that is that a conversation where where you can pick up the phone and call Kerry yeah. and say, hey, I want to talk about not yeah, football? Yeah, we talk about anything. Sometimes we don't even talk about football. We talk about what we're going through life, you know, how, you know, just talk about life. Has this last year, I mean, been, uh, have you felt like maybe your recruiting process was, I don't want to say taken from you, but at least sort yeah. of, slow I mean, maybe down. taken from you, right? Yeah, slow down a very, like, bad, you know, it was kind of dead for a long time. At least, but hopefully back in June, it'll get yeah. free to do things. What is your plan in June? Obviously, the Ohio State visit is the June 11th weekend. When are you going to Oklahoma? When are you going to Texas? When are you making a decision? I go to Oklahoma 18th through the 20th. That's their big champ, you barbecue? Yep, and I go to Texas through the, through the 25th. And I'll probably make a decision shortly after. So early part of June, no, nobody else has a chance to sneak in there. Nobody yeah, else. Nah. Uh, we're, we're locked into a final three. Yeah, I'm locked Let's go rapid fire. Yep. Ohio State will be the first official visit. Yep. What do you like the most about Ohio State? Uh, one is Ohio State, you know, they produce a lot of first rounders, you know, that's big. What is the one burning question about Ohio State? What's the one thing that you don't know? Hmm. I'm trying to keep you on your toes here. One thing I don't know, the only thing that's, I don't know is just about the campus and all that. You know, I ain't never been to Ohio, don't know nothing about Columbus, going in there. What's your, what do you think Columbus is? I, yeah, I couldn't even tell you. What is one thing, the the one thing about Oklahoma you like the most? Uh, Oklahoma is one, yeah, like I said, it's not too far. Uh, I've been there. Uh, it's a pretty place. What is your one biggest question about Oklahoma? Uh, one biggest question. I mean, it's some things I ain't really checked out because I ain't going my OV. Uh-huh. So that's really I'm just waiting. Same with Texas. Yeah. What was what's the what's the what's the thing about Texas that you like? That's why I like Texas. Uh, Texas. Um, I talked to uh, Coach Joseph a lot. You know, he's a cool dude. Uh, Facetime quite a bit. So he shows me their practices. You know, I'm getting real comfortable. And I guess final question then is, what is the big question about the Longhorns? What do you need to still figure out about them? I mean, they haven't played a game with this coaching staff. Yeah, I'd assume that's a, part of it. Yeah, it's a whole new coaching staff. Yeah, I get to see that they're coming next year. Is that you know, as the hometown, or the home state school? I don't want to say hometown because Oklahoma's closer. Is it you know that new energy? Did you guys feel that here at Ryan High School when that when that when Steve Sarkeesian staff took over? Did you get a sense yeah. that they were coming in hot? Yeah, they start picking up a lot of new people, recruiting, moving. So yeah. I, and I mean, Denton Ryan is is a school that has sent a lot of guys to to UT Austin, right? Yep. 
as you start to look ahead and you make that decision, what's next? Are you an early enroll guy? Do you see yourself, uh, you know, staying through your whole senior year? What do you want to do uh, when, when once the decision is made? Um, I'm gonna try. I'm probably gonna try to early enroll. You know, it's probably what's best. You know, get the ups. It is one of those things that just helps you in a way that a lot of. I mean. It, I'm kind of torn, Austin, because I think like sometimes you guys need to remember that you're still just yeah. high school kids. But at the same time, like it does, it does really put you in an advantageous position. So you got a lot of decisions to make. We got a lot of other high schools to get to. I am Jeremy Birmingham. This is Bermanology on Letterman Row. This is Austin Jordan. He's Ohio State's 2022 cornerback target from Denton Ryan High School. Thanks for watching. So when you look at a guy like this, Austin Jordan for Ohio State, right? I mean, this is a situation where the Buckeyes are heading into June. The off-season evaluation period is here. The Buckeyes have four defensive backs committed in the class. Three of them are cornerbacks. And yet, here's a kid from Dallas who's down to three schools, Oklahoma, Ohio State, and Texas. He's still <laughs> making a trip to Ohio State yeah. in June because he wants the opportunity to you know, get to know Ohio State. He wants to make sure that he's taking a full look. And, and a lot of kids around the country, a lot of schools around the country, in that situation, with three corners committed, and the knowledge is very plain, Ohio State is looking for a fourth. He would just simply say, no thanks, I'm going to move on and, and focus on, on Oklahoma or Texas. But it's the lure of Kerry Combs, it's the draw of, of DBU, BIA, whatever you want to call it, that really continues to, to sell Ohio State in areas like this. And I mean, folks, this area, this city of Dallas is absolutely loaded with <laughs> recruiting talent. And I told Austin yesterday when we got here that I feel like guys who cover recruiting in these areas like Dallas, like Atlanta, <laughs> have it super easy because you can spit in any direction and hit a Division One prospect. And, you know, but well, that of, happened here. Yeah. You came in to talk to, you know, Amari. And then there's another one you already knew about, an yeah. offensive lineman who had talked to Coach uh, Greg Sujawa yesterday. And then he's like, well, I also have. Uh, a six foot four wide receiver that's probably good enough to play. Yeah, Faison Wilson is his name. He's from Lancaster, uh, Texas originally. He has, I think, 25 or 30 offers. So, you know, that's just the way it goes. Right? And it, the, the brand of Ohio State is something that no school in the country outside of Alabama, and maybe in this area, Oklahoma, has the ability to replicate. And I think that the more you talk to kids and the more that you talk to coaches, that brand resonates on a level that is just extremely rare. Well, when you're talking about, you know, your experience this morning and, and narrowing down a list for a defensive back, you know, almost anybody who is a four or five star product who lives here is going to have Oklahoma and Texas in, in that list. Or they will have been recruited heavily. You know, not everybody's the same, but the fact that it, the third team in that mix is not Texas A&M or LSU or Alabama, um, you know, the fact that it's Ohio State does speak volumes. It's, it's a little bit crazy because we've. When we've taken these trips before, the same thing is true with guys in Southern California, and yeah. they're making lists that's like, okay, you expect USC to be in the mix for a Wyatt Davis or you know, uh, Court Williams to have USC, UCLA, and then the third team, again, this is not a perfect comparison, but for Ohio State to inject itself in to these other rivalries and other conferences and other parts of the country is pretty remarkable the way that that machine is humming. And I mean, that's obviously why we're talking about Ohio State uh, in Alabama as the two preeminent programs in the country right now. And the way those rankings, we know that they just met in the national title game, but the way that they're recruiting the level, I mean, when I see it on those signing days, it's they're setting records every single year, and that's not going to stop. They're just, they both know what they're doing, and it's hard to see how that's going to end. 
Yeah, I mean, it, it's going to end with more five-star recruits choosing Ohio State down the road. It's going to end with more Ohio State-Alabama battles down the road. It's going to end with, especially in places like this, Texas having to fight off Ohio State and Alabama's. Because at this point, even though Texas is, is you know, in the middle of a rebirth again, I mean, how many rebirths can you have, I guess? You're, you're, you know, trying to get back to that level. But Ohio State and Alabama, Clemson, Georgia, they can just walk into your city. And is, if they put an offer out, things are different. And that's why for a player like Anthony Hill, five-star linebacker at Denton Ryan High School in the class of 2023, he's really trying to head into the summer and get an opportunity to, to sort out all of these big-time options. He's got 30 of them. Ohio State's one of them. He talked about that this morning with Hey everybody, welcome to LettermanRow.com. I am Jeremy Birmingham. This is another stop on Letterman Row's Texas tour. We are at Denton Ryan High School with Anthony Hill, five-star linebacker in the class of 2023. Anthony, how has it been in the last year for you? I mean, obviously you're, you're the number you know one or two ranked linebacker in the country, depending on which uh, ratings you look at. You've got offers from almost 30 schools, but you haven't been able to visit anywhere. I mean, how hard is it for you to really truly develop relationships right now? Oh, it's kind of hard right now, but just been trying to talk to every coach I can once a week, two times a week has been good. And I know that one of those schools, and we cover Ohio State, so we're going to start with that, all right? I know that there's a, a building relationship with you and Al Washington, the linebackers coach at Ohio State. What is it that you like about Coach Washington, and, and how is that relationship compared to some of the others that you have? Um, he's real cool, easy to talk to, but we also like talking about where I'm going to play in the future and, and where I fit at in the scheme. Where do you think you fit in a scheme? I mean, what, you're, what, six foot three, 225 pounds or so. I mean, I saw you in Phoenix at a seven-on-seven -seven event in February, and you looking like you could have played a, a safety position there. What kind of linebacker are you? I feel like I'm more of a middle outside linebacker type. Do you like I mean, are you a guy who's comfortable in coverage or you want to just always constantly rush, you know, blitz, 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 hit the quarterback? Oh, I'm real comfortable in coverage. That's what I've been I've been working all summer. So I'm being real comfortable being in being in space. You told me before we went on here on, on the recording that you got a couple visits planned for the summer. Who are you looking to see and what schools are not yet on the trip, you know, plan that you're hoping to still get to? Um, Texas, Oklahoma, of course, uh, right, right in the right here. Um Miami, of course, Ohio State, and that's about it right now. What, you know, for you as a young guy, I mean, you're at this high school, which is one of uh, Texas's most, you know, tradition-rich programs. What do you gain out of being at a place like this? And how, how much help have you gotten just knowing that every day college recruiters are coming through here and, and it kind of keeps you on point? Oh, it's really good. You know, you have to stay on your tip-top shape. You got to be working out every day. You have elite coaches around you every day making you better. Is there one or two things that you've learned in the recruiting process in the last year that, you know, whether it be from other guys who've been recruited here, whether it be from coaches that are sort of at the top of your list of like, follow this advice? Uh, just stay patient in your recruiting process and pick the school that's best for you and don't just pick the school that's best for you. As you start to look ahead, I mean, how do you determine what is the best school for you? Like I said, you got 30 offers right now. Ultimately, you probably could have 125 offers if the schools that, you know, don't have any real chance offered just because they would, you know, normally. What are you looking for in a school? What is What makes the difference for you? Uh, just looking at their scheme and the way I fit and the coaching staff, the way they talk, uh, how, they, how they talk to me and how cool they are. There's one question that a Buckeyes fans always have about when, when Ohio State's recruiting kids from places like Texas. 
How willing are you to leave this area for college? And is it something that you've actually started to think about? Like, hey, my entire life could change and I might have to go to, to school 2,000 miles away. I don't mind going far, but it's just just wherever that, that feel good. What is it, you know, as a player that, that you see yourself, where, where are your strengths? What is, the, what is it that makes Anthony Hill a five-star linebacker? I feel like I'm, I'm really strong at a point in the attack. I feel like I'm good running sideline to sideline and taking on linemen. What are your opportunities to get better as you head into a junior season here at Denton, Ryan? What is it that you think are the steps you need to take to become even better? Uh, staying more patient on the field and my pass coverage, I feel I can get better in. It's hard to like just sit back in a zone and not try yeah. to run up and crush a, a tight end across the middle. Have you had an opportunity to talk to Ryan Day much, or has it all been out Washington at Ohio State? Uh, I talked to Ryan Day, I think, two times. Is there any first impression that, that he's left? Or I guess, you know, from an Ohio State perspective, what is it that would have to happen for the Buckeyes to be in that upper group for you? Um, just can continue communication with me. I feel like that's fine. Is there a plan in place? Like, as you start to look ahead here, Anthony, like, when do you see yourself making a college decision? Um, I have no plan by right now, but maybe around next year on this time. So give yourself a full summer mm -hmm. to maybe yes, hopefully sir. get on the on the road and see some places. Do you think it's important to go to schools for games, uh, like to see the game day atmosphere? Because that's something your class hasn't been able to do yet. I feel like it is important to see how it is during the game day and see how you feel around that atmosphere. When you were growing up and you dreamt of playing college football, what was the uniform that you were wearing? Um, I really liked a lot of schools yeah. back growing up. Is there is there a player that you grew up and said, hey, that's the guy I want to be? Um, I used to like Ryan Shazier back when he played for Ohio State, Reuben Foster, Alabama. Um, that's about it. Well, those are a couple big names. Ryan Shazier, obviously, at Ohio State was an All-American and, and a first-round draft pick. Reuben Foster had a pretty darn good career at Alabama, too. Anthony Hill has a, a pretty big career ahead of him. Hopefully, Ohio State fans will get a chance to hear more about him in the next year as he starts to unwind his visits. Anthony Hill, Jeremy Birmingham, thanks for watching. So here it is, right? I mean, we're in Texas. The weather is beautiful, as you can <laughs> tell if you're watching this at home or if you can hear this on what a perfect vacation. Apple Podcasts and or Stitch, whatever, uh, Stitcher, 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 any other podcast avenue option you use. Um, we are going to be heading out of the Dallas Metroplex area and head south down to Austin. We're going to see Caleb Burton on Wednesday, hopefully Braylon James, a wide receiver um, at Del Valley High School as well, before heading over to Houston at the end of the week. But what is like takeaway number one, Austin, as, as you've seen these high schools here, like compared to, you know, Ohio? Yeah, I, I was talking to you about this on Monday just after one practice, the first stop, um, spring football. Um, that it exists. I forget about how good the players are that we've yeah. seen or that Ohio State is recruiting. The 15 practices, I mean, they're getting a college-style spring practice, and I've asked some players about it, the coaching staff. I mean, to them, it's old hat. This is Texas football. It's always existed. So but for us to come down here from Ohio where they're, they've resisted the opportunity to do that, they have their reasons, they like spring sports, they want them to participate in baseball or track or whatever else. Uh, you know, they're standing in the way of seven-on-seven seven AAU stuff. Look, that's coming. If you are, if somebody wants to play college football in the state of Ohio, then they are being cheated. They're fall, they're falling behind what's happening in here or others. You know, Florida or wherever else they have seven-on-seven seven opportunities. Almost everywhere else. Which 
But to watch what what we saw, what we've seen with teams that are going full pads, fifteen live practices. I mean, South Lake Carroll is going to have a spring game. They expected twenty thousand people to be there watching. That's the same stuff that we're talking about. Ryan Day or Urban Meyer or Jim Trussell before why they wanted spring football for their yeah. at the college level because you develop those are meaningful reps and you get better. And so to me, you know, I knew that this was the case, but to see it in person, the value that they get out of it. Uh, it's it's hugely significant, and it puts them on a different learning curve. Over four years of high school football, these players will have sixty more practices than somebody in the state of Ohio. Yeah, and that's a however you want to slice it. That's a full season. Yeah, it's and then you start to look at again just the natural shift in demographics that's already happening away from the Midwest, and that's why you're seeing so many of the the powerhouse Midwest states in the past, Ohio, Pennsylvania are losing out and these players are far fewer players from Ohio being taken in division one, far fewer players from Ohio being drafted. And, and it's only going to get worse. And the fact is that these coaches and players say, Oh, I want them to play baseball. I want them to run track, but they're not what they're doing. Those athletes in Ohio are going to play basketball. And why are they playing basketball? Because there's AAU seasons in basketball and they're allowed to play it year round because while you certainly don't want to force specialization on kids. And I think it is important that kids you know, are, are versatile and learn different athletic um, skills and different muscles to get worked. And, you know, they can still do that, even though they're playing AAU basketball. They, these kids, there's kids playing spring football here. They're still playing basketball. They're still running track. Yeah. There has to be an ability for these kids to really work on what they want to be great at. And, it, you know, you, you look around Ohio, think about, uh, I'll use Malachi Branham at uh, Akron St. Vincent St. Mary as a, an example of this. I mean, he may be a bad example, but at a six foot five, you know, 225 pound, 230 pound athlete, if he can play football year round, you yeah. might be talking about a totally different decision right. for him. And, you know, uh, we go back to even LeBron James. I mean, LeBron was obviously going to be a basketball player no matter what his size, but there's a lot of guys that have the opportunity to be a really good football player. Uh, did you know LeBron James played football? Oh, that's news to me. Yeah. Did Urban Meyer recruit him? Uh, yes. Oh, okay. Yes, he did. And LeBron was, you know, he could have been a really good football player. Now, he was obviously going to be a, an all-time great basketball player. So, again, that's a, maybe a terrible comparison. But there are kids out there that have to make that decision. And when you have the choice to play basketball year-round or to play football for four months, uh, and it's always in the middle of the the middle of winter in Ohio, like it, it, it makes it seem like maybe that's not the right decision. I just have a, I have a hard time understanding that argument. I I I recognize why they're making it and and that there's always been a value to diversify and try as many things as possible. But to not give them the option, if you if somebody wants to specialize, if their best future path to a college scholarship, forget about the NFL, yeah. a college scholarship or to accomplish their dreams at Ohio State or wherever is by letting them get 15 workouts. We're not talking about you have to dedicate four months yeah. to getting better. We're talking about three weeks uh, or however you want to structure You hear it. that, Ohio? It's an emergency that, that you do the this. The sirens are, are, are going. And I, I'd never really felt strongly about it, obviously, or I would have written about it or talked about it before now. Others have. You You certainly are are in, more in tune with that. And I've heard Ryan Day and Urban Meyer before him talk about the value of that. But there was no reason for me to feel strongly about it until I watched South Lake Carroll go live for an hour in their indoor practice facility, you know, the first week of May and the pads were live and the guys were celebrating and you had individual periods and you had a chance to install and learn the game. Those are opportunities that are being lost in Ohio. And it's, I feel bad for those prospects because 
now I understand why there was this debate that you guys used to have about should you take Ohio guys because they get the rivalry? And and yeah, if you could, but it's not an even comparison anymore because yeah. somebody from Texas has had an extra year of development that has been taken away from this kid. So you have to take the one who's more physically mature if you're going to win a national championship. And it's why hindsight always ends up looking so awkwardly at Ohio State when you see kids from Ohio that end up at Cincinnati or Kentucky or Michigan State. And then as a junior in college, they're all of a sudden a really good football player. And it's like, well, now they finally have the same amount of football under their belt that these kids do when they come into yeah. Ohio State as freshmen. And I'm telling you, folks, it makes a major difference. And you're looking at reps. And we were talking about this with Bobby Carpenter after Letterman Live on Monday uh, at Roosters on Olentangy is that reps matter. Yeah. Like every rep matters. And when you're talking about learning the game of football, which is an incredibly complex and complicated game, Every rep matters. And when you're dealing with kids getting a full year, a full, I mean, these kids are going into college as a fifth year senior, essentially, as opposed to going into college as a third year senior, it is a major difference. Yeah, I think, you know, we've seen that with all the kids that Ohio State has had out of the state of Texas, especially. I mean, you don't, I don't want to be just because we're down here to pat them on the back, but they take football seriously here. You can see that when you walk around, when you go into their weight room, which is something that was happening here yeah. with the rain. I mean, the way that they approach it is different. So when you're given those options, to me, like it's staggering when you see it up close. It's just like saw Garrett Wilson play down here a few years live, and then the way he showed up. Well, there's a reason for that. He's been playing high-level football and being coached on it as much as he's allowed to, which is twice as much as somebody in Ohio. Yeah. Well, there is a lot more to come from Letterman Row on this Texas road trip. We are heading south. That's Austin Ward. I'm Jeremy Birmingham. We'll check back with you in a few days. Please head over to LettermanRow.com for all the Ohio State Buckeyes football coverage you could ask for. See ya.